Good afternoon. This is Heidi Becker, and you are listening to my podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I interviewed local therapist Carolyn Ball today, and I met Carolyn because she bought some art from me for her office. Um, she is a therapist, and her specialty is women and children. Um, specifically, women seems to be her sweet spot. Uh, so after meeting her, I could tell that she and I had a connection and I love to talk to people and know everything that they are about. And Carolyn Ball was ready to talk to me too. And the thing that she talked about in my first meeting with her that really resonated was this idea of emotional labor and it being a disparity between men and women and that women are working most of us and men are working let's just let's just say for the purpose of this conversation husbands and wives were both working and in addition to the regular work day moms still have all these duties and for example today I had about eight errands to run before I could do the things that I wanted or needed to do for myself and it would never occur to my husband to worry about making the ortho appointment or to um, (laughs) illegally dump the compost that I had been collecting or go to Goodwill. These are all just things that I'm doing. Or I have a collection of dishes from both my mother-in-law and my mom. Those dishes need to be returned because I'm tired of looking at them on the counter. Um, Things like buying Christmas presents, planning trips, maintaining your relationships with other couples, or with your families, um, relatives, things like that. These are all falling under the umbrella of women's work. And um, I think most of us would never complain. It's just like how, how we've been brought up. But it becomes so burdensome because all of your free time is spent thinking about these things, making decisions about these things, acting on these things, asking for help on these things. And then for most taxing for me, and Carolyn Ball talks about it, is I'm very much concerned with the emotions of others. And by asking for what you need, you might have a negative response from a person. And we are trained from such an early age to not rock the boat. So... um, you know I like to keep it light and to have a lot of fun. And this is still keeping it light. But uh, this is good information. And I know that when you hear what she has to say, I've done it in three segments, so it'll be over three days. It's really going to resonate with you. The words coming out of her mouth are like eureka moments for me. I mean, she really hits upon something on each segment, which each segment's about 10 minutes, that could be expanded upon for you know a month. Um, so listen and be interested, and please check out all the cool links that she sent me uh, of articles and books that I'm going to read, and also of how you can make an appointment and see Carolyn Ball for your own therapy session. Please download the Anchor app and leave me messages. And next time I meet with Carolyn for our sessions, which we're going to call uh, On the Couch with Carolyn. Um, And I shouldn't say sessions because I'm not her patient, right? Not yet. (laughs) But I am 
very much um, excited and interested to continue this relationship and have at least one session for the podcast every week with Carolyn. So when you feel something resonate with you, please leave a message or send me an email and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening and here it comes. Good afternoon. This is Heidi Becker and you are listening to the most important podcast in the world. I am with therapist Carolyn Ball, as I promised, and I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a little background on our relationship and then we'll talk about our problems. <laughs> so, um I sold some art to Carolyn and I am in her office right now. She is in Hinsdale. And what we talked about was her specialty, which is, it sounds like her sweet spot is really women. Mm-hmm. And then we were ta- she was talking about how she helps women that are transitioning from you know, one point of life to another. And I would say that that was something that is true of me, not that I'm di- not through divorce or anything, but just kind of like life phases. You're like, right. I've been raising these kids, now I'm, now I'm doing this art thing. Um, so we spoke a little bit on that. And then I said, well, what, what are you really into? And she told me that what she was really into was, what was it? Really helping women understand this idea, this concept of emotional labor. And so um, as women, this has kind of been our last area in which we haven't seen a lot of equality. So um, I think I gave you the example at the time, like, you know, back in the 60s when, in 70s, when women started going back in the workforce, men were resistant to it initially. But over time, men started liking the idea of having dual incomes. They liked to see their wife have status and bring home money. And so men began to be okay with that, their wives and their partners working. Um, And then this whole idea of domestic labor. Um, Well, what's happening at home? Well, women were going back in the workforce, but they were still going home and doing all of the work at home. Um, And over time, men began to understand they had to participate in domestic labor. And I know like my husband, for instance, you know, helped me with raise our kids. He changed diapers, he did baths, he did carpool runs, like, you know, yeah. So my dad didn't, but you know, my husband did, right? And so men understood that too. This last area that we're just starting to talk about is this idea of emotional labor. And emotional labor are all the little things that women have to keep in their mind that men don't for the most part. Um, and that's things like who needs a haircut. Um, my kids walked in the door. Somebody's got a look on their face. I wonder what's going on. What happened at school today? Um, I know that I didn't get dinner on the table. My husband's going to come home. He's going to be disappointed. Now I'm going to have to manage his disappointment when yes. he comes in. We haven't called your mother in three weeks. We better check in on her, see how she's doing. we got to plan a family vacation. You know, just all those little things, right? And it's not the domestic labor. It's not who's going to vacuum, who's going to take out the trash. But it's who's going to take care of all the little things in our lives. And this has been the last area in which men have not given up their throne. (laughs) Yeah. They've not been willing, so to speak, to really understand all of this. And there's a great book called Fed Up. It's by Gemma Hartley. um, And she writes about this concept. Um, And, you know, she says in there that that although this has been an area that seems better suited to women in some ways, her argument is, and I agree with, 
is that men are just as good at all this stuff as we are. They can take care of, they can check in emotionally with the children, they can check in emotionally with their parents. But we have been socialized so heavily to make this women's work. And it's not just that we do it at home, which we do, but we do it in the office too. So anybody who works outside of the home or in right. a school district or anything like that, you, you find yourself editing what you want to say because, well, I don't want to seem like I'm being a bitch here. So yes. let me make sure that I say this in a nice way. Or I think I hurt Bob's feelings when I said right. that. Let me go back and fix a little bit. Um, and, you know, or maybe it's not speaking up because, you know, your colleague wanted to share an idea and you want to make sure they have time to do that and you don't speak up. These are all things that men do not do. Um, and it's also work that now in the workforce that men give women to do. Like, can you go and talk to such and such and see if they're going to be okay with yes. this? Can you? So at the end of the day, when you look at all this additional emotional labor that women do, it adds on average over six hours a week to our work week. So I always tell women, imagine if you could offload that and get two hours back to yourself a week. Like, what would you do with two hours? Yeah. Right? Yeah. If I had two additional hours every week, my gosh. Like, there's a lot you could put into those two hours. You could be self, self-indulgent, self get a massage, take yeah. care of yourself, read a book. You could do a hobby. You could get, you know, I don't know, get an exercise. So this is a big thing. And every woman that I've ever talked to, this really resonates. And when, when you were speaking, the thing that I thought about, like, that I was making a mental note to go back to is is the managing disappointment and for example like when you're talking about a dinner situation I'm I'm going to personalize this so for me so during the school year I am pretty responsible for dinner mm-hmm. so like if something were to happen or like maybe you didn't get to the store on Sunday because just you didn't you know right. and so you're thinking that you want to kind of like pass that off you know on, on a Tuesday like I don't know figure it out you guys just just have whatever and but you would you you're feeling almost like fearful of a negative reaction that will like carry over into like an unpleasant moment mm-hmm. and then like a bad night yep. you know yep. so i've been trying to be better about it myself where kind of like letting other people be responsible for their emotions like well that's your problem mm-hmm. and also like i i'm not trying to model this people pleasing behavior for my daughter because then you grow up always in a, a state of uh, almost like controlling, trying to control the outcome of somebody else's emotions, and yeah. that's not your problem. <laughs> right. I mean, of course you should be kind. and Of course. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, you can't really yeah. manage other people's emotions. You can't be responsible for how somebody feels, and so that becomes a really sticky wicket yeah. when you start trying to do that. And speaking of dinner, I had a you know great conversation with a, a client of mine who works full time, and we were having this conversation, and she said to me, you know, man, it's just so hard. You know, I get off work at four o'clock, and she said I'm always driving home, and immediately I'm like in my head thinking, what's in the fridge? What can I make? What can I pull together? Do I need to stop at the grocery store? Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I wonder if your husband has ever had those same thoughts. And so she asked him, do you ever? think about this on your way home from work and he said no never and I you know it's just an example of all the extra stuff we have to carry around in our brains all the time right um, that our partners are not right my husband doesn't think about do the kids need to go to the doctor 
Um, who needs a haircut? Has anybody got school supplies? Um, have you bought the back to school clothes? Who needs a backpack? Who needs a new pair of tennis shoes? Right. Like my, my husband does never considers any of it. Right. right. And it's all those little things that we carry around. And now if I said to him, darling, please, can you take the kids to get school supplies? He would say, uh, okay, where do I go? What do they need? What do I, how do I get it? Right. And then we have to do the work of teaching them. Yes. And often as women, we say, forget it. I'll just do it myself. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but we have to stop doing that. <laughs> we have to stop taking on the emotional load. Right. Because it feels easier for us or second nature because we've been doing it forever. Right. And we have to teach our partners how to do some of these things and then let them go do it. I, I like that you're action oriented here mm -hmm. and you and I spoke about this before and I was saying that my husband is actually pretty helpful, you know, and then you, I, I have to address my own personal baggage that I'm bringing to the table with, with growing up in a people pleasing environment, then, yeah. then like, you know, am I being a martyr right now? Mm -hmm. Or like, so it's a, I like what you said before, a sticky wicket, mm -hmm. you know, um, so what you're saying is, you know, acknowledge, I like to acknowledge when something is like painful or like hurting or detrimental and then try to find a way to communicate that or offload some of that, some of those expectations, whether they be real or just perceived so you can have a happier life. Yeah. <laughs> I think so that you can have a more balanced life yeah. in which you don't have to carry around all this stuff in your head and you have somebody who can partner with you in this last area right. to take on more and take something off your plate. So you have more time for you, right? Um, I think a great place to start is, um, so Gemma Hartley's book, yes. Fed Up, came from an article that she wrote in Harper's Bazaar. Okay. So anybody can go read this article. It's called, how, uh, I think it's called, We're Not Nags, We're Just Fed Up. But you can look it up. So um, I'll, I'll link it. Yeah, and yeah. so it's great. She writes a funny article about for her birthday. All she wanted was um, her to have a deep clean of her apartment. She's yeah. a journalist, lives in New York, and she wanted her husband to hire a cleaner to like really get in the kitchen, really get in the bathrooms. Yeah. And why she wanted him to do it was because she knew that hiring an outside cleaning agency was going to take work like she'd have to do the research right she'd have to make the phone calls she'd have to get the bids she'd have to like figure out her budget and she was like that i don't want to do any of that like i want you to do that that's what i want i think well actually i think it was for mother's day okay and um and he said okay great so then he comes back to her and says well i've narrowed it down to these three what do you think you blah blah and she was like no i no <laughs> you whatever yeah anyway he ended up deciding it was too expensive and that he was going to do it himself. <laughs> so on Mother's Day, yeah, he goes into the bathroom and deep cleans while she watches the kids who are screaming and want to go outside and you know and basically she was left on her Mother's Day babysitting the kids while he cleaned the bathroom and then he was like ta-da and wanted some praise and she was like you know I you didn't give me what I wanted like yes. this is all I wanted right, right. and then she talked about. In the meantime, going into her bedroom and tripping over the box of wrapping paper um, that had been sitting there for three days after he wrapped her mother's right. <laughs> And like, you know, he didn't even think to put it away. Right. So it's kind of a funny article, but she does talk a lot about it. And I think starting with that article might be a great, great way to 
open up this conversation with your, you know, your boyfriend, your husband, your partner, mm-hmm. um, and say, this is really interesting to me. What do you think about this idea of emotional labor and the imbalance that women still do 90% of the emotional labor in a family? This is, this is good stuff. And I'm going to link that article. Okay. I'm going to break here. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk next about, I mean, you're, you're talking about a very enlightened male that will take that information <laughs> in, a, right. in a good way or an enlightened partner. I shouldn't yeah. assume just male. So um, everybody hang tight and we're going to have part two.